Welcome to Writing the Nerds. It is me, your buddy Kegger, and I am always here with my co-hosts. Cody. And... Ray BG. Ray BG is piping in on the Skype today because he moved away, which yeah. is probably the smart one of the three of us. Right. But uh, he's in Florida, in sunny, beautiful Florida. But we got him here today with us via Skype. Uh, we gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Right? I mean, it wouldn't be right in the nerds without the three of us, so. No, and we'll let you make the judge on who got the better end of this deal. Florida versus Indiana. Uh, Florida. I yep. mean, I've never even been to Florida. No, my, my money's no. in Florida. Florida crazy, guys. Just to let you. Oh, we've, read the, news, we've read the news reports. We've I've That's, done the uh, Florida man on my birthday, you yep. know, to see the headlines. And we know, but it's better than here. Because, I mean. Well, the weather's better. I can, I can definitely vouch for that. I mean, yeah. we still got all the crazy meth heads. You just don't see them on the news as much. Oh, you turn the light on and they scatter. Right, like cockroaches. <laughs> so, uh, today's episode, big one, pretty good one. We haven't, I think we're all pretty excited about this one. Uh, we're going to do the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Uh, the, I, the fucking thing that made me completely 180 on the Justice League movie. Like, right. Uh, the I, I had the Justice League movie. Uh, MFM, my my kid over here, has watched it religiously because, well, Ezra Miller's just so hot. Actually, she didn't even know his name. It was just the Flash. Um, yep. she, uh, she knows where an attractive to, man. Yeah, she right. knows where to find her Fantastic Beasts. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't really care for the Justice League, and and. This, and I was even like, why would I carve out four hours of my day to watch this movie that sucked the first time? Right. Um, and not to I'm, mention the hesitance that comes with a Zack Snyder project. Right. Like, he has been so hit and miss as of late. Yeah. And you also got to understand, too, I mean, DC hasn't been known to bring out the better quality of movies, but apparently they had the good stuff on the shelf and put the bad stuff out for people to watch, so... I almost feel like somebody is yeah. like, the editor is purposely like DC's editor is purposely putting all the shit on the floor to try to self sabotage. Like maybe he's low key being paid by Marvel to like just sabotage <laughs> DC's shit. But like, just, if this is what Joss Whedon cut on the and left on the floor, this man is more horrible than even we realized. Like here recently, like Charisma Carpenter, Gail Gadot. Uh, Ray Fisher. Yeah, they, I mean, I I don't know what the hell happened because it's one of those. I think we were talking about this before. Like we like Joss Whedon's work, not necessarily the man. Right. Uh, you know, like we've been entertained by stuff he's done. Yes. Name name somebody that you know, like that didn't watch Buffy. Even for a little bit. I mean, I I didn't watch the last like two seasons because it switched networks. They right. killed her off, and she came back. And but still, like you you still watched it. Like somebody you could see the in the last few seasons, you could see the fatigue in all of the actors. They were yeah. all so done, ready to be done with Buffy, except maybe David Boreanaz and Angel. But the Angel project right. was its own thing, and I loved it. So, I mean, even at that, like Firefly, we all like every nerd on Earth has either seen Angel, Buffy, or Firefly. 
Or most of us, all three. Or, yeah, or, you know, obviously the Avengers. No, the I Avengers, mean, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure half the planet saw that. Well, I thought it, serendipity, like, even, mm-hmm. uh, not serendipity, serenity. Uh, oh, yeah. Serenity was so good. Yeah. It was a great, because, I mean, let's face facts, Fox is, Fox is just as bad. They, yeah, they killed true. Firefly before we got to even really love it. And so Whedon came in and did Serenity and even said that he would never do an ensemble cast again and then came in after <laughs> and did The Avengers. Right. So another ensemble cast movie. Um, and he did well. Like, he did it well. But I think Joss Whedon is just a monster. Most people, I think most directors are. But yeah, they're like, sociopaths. It's, I mean, it's funny because if you look at some of the abuses that people complain about nowadays on sets, yeah, I I get it because it is it's monstrous behavior. But I, if anybody wants to like bitch and moan about it, somebody go talk to Shelley Duvall about what it was like to work on the show. I was getting ready to say something or about uh, any Kubrick blonde that worked with Alfred Hitchcock. Well, I mean, not even that. Like, watch some of the interviews with Malcolm McDowell about Clockwork Orange. Oh, shit, yeah. Kubrick, the whole scene where they got his eyes peeled open, Kubrick promised him it would be no more than five minutes. Six hours later, they finished the scene. He had to have his eyes propped open for that long. And I might even be lowballing the six hours. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like directors are just, like, sociopaths, like CEOs, but... But it's one of those, like, it's their vision. So they got that, for a while, they got that artistic pass with it. Like, you're going to make us millions upon millions, fistfuls of dollars. Right. So we'll tolerate what we'll chalk up to eccentric behavior. Right. Which, but see, then again, you, you yeah. have, like, people like Kevin Smith, who's one of the nicest people in the world. Mm. And you have, like, uh, Peter Jackson, who is apparently a big fucking teddy bear. Um, yeah, I've never heard anything bad from anybody about Peter Jackson. The only, the only person and watch, he's gonna be like a fucking huge yeah. pedophile. They're gonna find like twenty kids only in his basement. Bad word I've ever heard about Peter Jackson is, uh, but it was Viggo Mortensen more criticizing the Lord of the Rings movies when he said that they were a beautiful mess. And, oh yeah, it was just because they filmed yeah. all of them and at one go, and it took them over a year to do the whole fucking thing. And it was. Funny too because uh, could you imagine the paycheck for that though? Oh, I'd love it. Oh, just right. ruined my you joke, know man. Just ruined my joke. What What was the joke gonna be here? I said the reason why you ain't heard anything bad about Peter Jackson is because there were no hobbits around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're certainly not gonna hear anything bad about him from the elf community because uh, he absolutely has a fetish for elves. Oh yes, and yeah. uh, not only a fetish for elves, but he gave us Orlando Bloom. That's true. Orlando Bloom's first ever movie was Lord of the Rings. And now he's having a kid with Katy Perry. If they haven't already had it. Well, I mean... They already have. She's already popped it up. Oh, she has? Okay, well, congratulations to them. And uh, Yes, congratulations, Katy Perry. You're the best breast uh, singer in music. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Um, No, actually, I... Actually, they had a girl too, just to let you know. I was going to make so many jokes about, you know, adding her songs in that 
their relationship might have been a dark horse, but he let his <laughs> he let his colors burst, and she saw the firework that he was. Oh, <laughs> uh, we should do that carnival lane or whatever sometime. That weird like pixie fairy fantasy kind of half-ass Victorian show that Orlando Bloom's yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty good. That's right. And Him it's and... very much like hard R-rated, very mature audience. It's pretty, it's gory, it's that's kind of sexy because there's a lot of fucking in it. Um, well, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, is it on Showtime? I don't I don't remember. remember. Um, I, I remember why, I think it might be on Amazon Prime. Okay, well, yeah, no, I need to catch that. Carnival Row. I, I got to keep remembering that. Something like that. But anyway, so, so the Snyder Cut. Jesus. Yeah. Um, who knew that this movie was actually great before we even got a hold of it? Yeah, it's to the point now where I think I joined in with the rest of the internet. And and this was before I read it. So I, I was calling one Justice League yeah. <laughs> versus Justice League because Snyder deserves all the credit. Yes. Um, and let's let's address the elephant in the room. The whole reason Zack Snyder walked away from the project was because his daughter had died. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a suicide. It was. And he was just trying to like work through his grief, and it wasn't happening. He actually had to face his grief. So that's why he walked away from the project. So here's Joss Whedon's chance to come in and just be a, a fucking hero. So and apparently was just a god awful villain. And apparently there was a lot of studio fuckery about too. I, I don't doubt that. WB like they has, uh, definitely got their fingers and shit. Zack Snyder. <coughs> so many jokes to make on that. But <laughs> Zack Snyder basically has come out and said like WB like they kind of pushed him out to oh. a certain degree like. It, he he was having to fight with them way too much, and given everything he was already going through, it just the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Like, why am I doing this? Right. You know. So yeah, you want you want somebody to bring it in, make it funnier, go for it. I don't care. They, it, see, that's the problem. It, okay, so here's a big problem I have with the whole thing. One of the problems I had when it was coming out, this happened because enough fans bitched and moaned on the internet and somehow I managed to apply apply enough pressure to WB for the WB to fucking let this happen. This sets a dangerous precedent. Yeah. Um, this is the <laughs> second time in just a few years that fans have completely made somebody change something. And that usually doesn't work out because look what happened with the black suit Spider-Man. Fans heard about the black suit and threw a huge shit fit to the point where Marvel went, all right, start writing it out. But when it actually, and it was before it even debuted that first issue. So when the first issue came out, suddenly all of the fans are like, oh, this is absolutely badass. But Marvel had already set into motion writing out the black suit yeah. because they listened to the fans. So it doesn't work out most of the time. It just has the last two. Sonic being right. the first one, yeah. And Justice League being the second one. Yeah, that's true. And hearing... You understand, too, though. You're, as a company, you have to listen to the fans or you're not going... So, I mean, these, these companies like um, Warner Brothers, like um, Disney, they have... A, they, they do testing. So, like, like they'll film something. Yeah, market testing. They'll have a group of people that watch it, you know, and if they criticize it, then, of course... 
these companies are going to change it because they want to be able to set something out for a broader group. I agree, though. A lot of times, some people that are considered fans are not really fans. They're just there to be, you know, a dick, in my opinion, on certain... All right, so let me put it to this way. When it was announced that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, had Warner Brothers listened to the fans, we wouldn't have had the phenomenal performance that was Heath Ledger as the Joker. All right. Who's Nobody gonna wanted Heath Ledger, the, who's gonna drop Heath Ledger as a joker? I mean, Heath Ledger at that time was it was a force of his of his own. Well he, he was he like that. He was definitely on that people don't want him. He was, he was definitely a on a heart regardless. Well he was on that heartthrob yeah. path. So the Joker was a complete departure from that. I don't know. I think so like we're looking at like look at his big ones. All right, we had and not only that, he was definitely like Johnny Depp point two, because yeah. uh, Johnny Depp two uh, point oh because he did all those weird movies like Johnny Depp did the Ninth Gate the uh, yeah and then you had the Order which was Heath Ledger's right you like they they did them and they were pretty damn good um, don't forget about Brokeback you can't forget about Brokeback oh, oh yeah trust me I cannot forget about Brokeback I have never seen Brokeback Mountain I have no desire to see Brokeback Mountain. I hear it is a phenomenal movie. I just don't care. It, like, I didn't care when it came out. I'm not a good... I'm not... I don't like Oscar movies. Like, the movies that are, like, best dramatic performance. I yeah. don't fucking care. It's not my cup of tea. So I'm not going to see it anyway. I... To be honest, the movie was good. If you take out certain elements of the, the movie, was good. Even with those elements, it was good. It told a pro- those elements were to add more to the story. But the movie itself had a deeper meaning than what you would... Thing just because of the theme. Yeah, okay. Back. That's so also very say, true, yeah. Let me say this. The last couple of Oscar-winning movies that I actually saw in the theaters was American Sniper, because I took a client to go see it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it was a good movie. Uh, like, yeah. it, it deserved what it got. I don't think it won that year, but I was hoping it would. No. But it was definitely nominated. Uh, and then Black Panther. And, of course, oh, I went yeah. and saw Black Panther, because Black Panther is fucking Black Panther. And Chadwick Boseman basically went out as a deity Pretty in Hollywood. Much. Like, he... Yeah. yeah, he will be forever... God, it was just too soon. Like, he wasn't... We didn't have yeah. him long enough. No, we didn't. We didn't have him long enough. He needed him a lot longer. That dude never phoned in a performance. No. Even when he was thought... And you know the funny, <laughs> right? Like even God, I that's... thought in that god awful Egyptians got Egyptian god movie, you know where Gerard Butler was uh, of yeah. Cyrus for some fucking reason. Oh, yeah. That movie was horrible. Wait, was it Henry Cavill? <laughs> the lead Zeus. in that, or not Zeus, but uh, whatever Ra? Yeah. No, Henry. No, Henry Cavill was the the hero. No, the, right? Wasn't the he? guy that plays Robin in Titans was the hero, oh, and then shit. Jamie Lannister was Horus. That's right. That's what, yeah. Yeah, that movie was horrible, guys. I'm oh, sorry. Right. That was oh, horrible. I'm sorry. Henry Cavill, I think, did that movie Immortals. Yes, Henry Cavill was Perseus. Yes. Yeah, and that was actually pretty good. I never got to see that. Uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, it very Zack Schneider feel. Okay, well, yeah, it looked it. like it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It had a very, it was green screen, a very Zack Schneider feel. So, all right. When I was watching the Schneider cut, I'm pretty sure I text you and said, wow, so far the only thing different about this movie is fucking everything. Yep. I so, um, and it really was, like, and I, I honestly, the way they did it, it was in, what, like, four or five parts? Yes. 
they should have just made it a miniseries. They could have milked it for a lot longer if they'd have let it out once a week, each part once a week. They should have just let it be a miniseries because sitting down, try, like I said, carving out four hours of your day is really hard to do. Four hours, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's really hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> 420. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly, right. Yeah, you're right. It, carving four hours out of your day was hard. I, I actually sat through the entire thing on the first go-through and had an extremely miserable day at work the next day because I didn't sleep a whole lot. <laughs> but so, I'm actually thinking about playing it at opinion, work. In my opinion, had they released this as a two-part movie, I mean, it's the Justice League. You can't cover that in one freaking movie. No. Had they released it in, as a two-parter, they well, see, I think they could have made it better. And they, had, did it, I mean, they did do it in Avengers, though. The first Avengers movie was just it was the Avengers and they managed to do it well yeah um again Joss Whedon but um and I think that's what Warner Brothers was looking for because honestly at that time Warner Brothers got Brian Michael or uh DC got Brian Michael Bendis from from Marvel um as far as I can I know uh he's just doing okay he's not really hitting anything real hard in DC's area, but I mean, if we didn't have Brian Michael Bendis in Marvel, we would have never had the Ultimate Universe. Right. So uh, we got Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, I can't remember. There's like a mass exodus from Marvel to DC, and uh, hell, even James Gunn. Yeah. He, when he got fired from Marvel, DC brought him over immediately. It was like, oh no no no, come here, we got you. Um, they they handed him the perfect project. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if he's bringing, if he's bringing in fucking Starro, you know he actually cares, right? Because yeah. I mean, he took a a D rank team yep. from Marvel and made them blockbusters. You know, at a time where DC was like, well, the world's just not ready for a Wonder Woman movie. Marvel went, here's a talking raccoon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. and a talking tree. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I watched that casting thing, the mm-hmm. ca- Marvel feature on casting that they had. I think it's attached to Endgame on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman actually auditioned for Drax. Yeah. The fuck? Like, and he's the, the so casting, little, though. Like, the, the casting director was literally like, no, he's much too good for this. Right. Like, yeah. I was walking around the other day. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. <laughs> like I just love quoting Drax. Drax is great to quote. Oh god, yeah. Finger over throat means death. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, I do. It's just like that would be if I were to hear that, my first thought would be, oh, this is how I die. <laughs> but I would still be fucking confused. And he kills Dijmon Hinzu when yeah. he does that. So That's right. And Dijmon's a fucking idol. Like, I don't know why he doesn't get more roles. Yeah, the funny thing is, he was... Actor, that's why. <laughs> he was in Shazam and Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, shit, he was. Yep. He was a wizard in Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. He was Shazam. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't seem to realize that Shazam, the comic, is not the name Shazam. Right. It's the wizard, not the hero. The hero is actually Captain Marvel. 
Yeah, right. Because of all the Captain Marvel bullshit, he is now Shazam, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Which brings me to my next point with the whole Warner Brothers and the, the Justice League thing. I I think that Warner I, I think that Warner Brothers wants to be like well they do want to be like Disney. However, what they don't understand is the movies that get the best reception are the ones that focus on that single hero because they have so much story. And when they focus on a single hero with the story, it's a good movie. Take Shazam. They focus on a single hero. It's true they brought the Shazam family in the end, but they start out with the one character progression. Right. And he evolved it. And then but take in the beginning, they kind of set up that the family was coming. Because right. he said, my seven brothers and sisters, and oh, look, Billy Batson now suddenly has seven brothers and sisters. So it's just then, like, hmm, this seems and like... And then look at Aquaman. I mean, Aquaman, and it may not have been the best, but it was good for the product that, it, that was put out there. I will say um, this about Aquaman. The kaiju underwater fight was just hilarious. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just went, I wanted to go... Oh my God, it's Godzilla! <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, when they when Warner Brothers focuses on a single character, Wonder their, Woman, their movies come out way yeah, better. Batman. Okay, there's an exception. Okay, there's an exception. I was gonna say the, the freaking ring, the Green Lantern. Uh, I oh, thought yeah. I thought so, you were gonna say Wonder Woman, 1984. I still haven't seen that. I actually forgot about it. You know, I it's I. I don't know exactly what they were trying to do with it. Like, I feel like I do, but at the same time... I don't time, think they knew what they were trying to do. Well, no, like... I, the first was, one was so good. It was meant to come out earlier than what it did. I definitely know that. Yeah. It was also meant to cater to the time in which we find ourselves with the 1984 aesthetic. None of which really translated well. I mean, even that year, they had the American Horror Story 84... Um, like everything was doing 84, which is kind of weird because that's the year I was born. Hmm. I think it's on that end. The whistle. Yeah. Oh, no, I just mean like my audio's not coming through that well, so I'm oh. going to try and practically inhale a mic and see what that does. Hey, I mean. It barely. Went in Rome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, when in Rome, speak Italian. Right. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's where I was going with that. Um, so... The one thing that I did like almost immediately was there was so much more cyborg story, which is great because the guy that plays Silas Stone, I love that guy. He was in T2. He was in one of my all-time favorite series, Eureka. Yes, Eureka. I love Eureka. You cannot say a bad thing about that That show. That was Fifi. Yeah. That was Fifi original. Yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> uh, but Eureka is just timeless. It's campy. Yeah. It's fun. It's basically a, what happens, like they could do a comic. What happens when you put, make an entire town with mad scientists? Yeah. You get Eureka. Like, literally everybody in that town is a mad scientist except for one man who is just a run-of-the-mill cop. Yeah. You want to know what the worst part about and this is funny because it's like the what I associate that actor with. Mm. T2, he's the guy who's he gets shot, he's holding the detonator right yeah. before they blow up Cyberdyne. Right? Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, Cyberdyne. Yeah. He's also in the movie Daybreak where they all get hit, yeah. where Sandy Bullock and Sylvester Sloan get trapped underground. And, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and he's in that, but he gets hurt, and he basically has to be carried around on a gurney the whole movie. Yeah. He was also in some plain hijacker movie with Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal, where Steven Seagal dies in the first five minutes. Oh, yeah! And what happens again? Fucking neck break. <laughs> like, to where he is on a gurney and, like, talking to them on a walkie-talkie while just laying flat. Right. I'm like, but he's such a good actor. Oh, he likes. I loved when he was Harold. Uh, I think it's Harold. But every time I see him, there's that part of me that's like, all right, when's he getting laid out? Well, like, even in the the, the original Justice League, his time was, like, done. Yeah. And I was just like, that was such a waste of, a like, this guy. Like, this actor, he's just such a good guy, good actor. Yeah. It's just such a waste of him. And then the Snyder Cut comes out, and by fucking God... There's a whole plot just involving him. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. And not only that, let's just say that Ray Fisher got screwed so bad in the original cut because right. he was the emotional crux of the entire freaking Justice League. Right. And then if you watch the original Justice League cut, the Frankenstein cut. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, he, for all you know, he was just there to get his legs ripped off. At the, the Justice end. League. Yes. We'll call it the Justice League. Or Injustice. Injustice. There we go. I like that better. Injustice. Um, so, like, the, the, the fact that there's this whole subplot just about Cyborg in, I mean, the mother box and all the shit that he goes through. And let me just say this. Cyborg was not a member of the Justice League. Until the New 52, which is pretty much considered the clone saga of DC. Like, the Spider-Man clone saga? The New 52 is considered the Spider-Man clone saga of DC. Because they basically tried to do an ultimate universe, but instead of having it its own separate thing, they made their whole universe this ultimate universe. So... And it's pretty much hated by everybody. Like all the he, all the fans. Huh? You can always As blame the is <laughs> So, and we even got Iris. Yeah. I I mean I'm pretty sure she showed up in the the original. But yeah, but it was like. A- Hold on, let me ask the one that's seen it the most here. Justice League. Does Barry save Iris in the the one you've been watching? The black girl in the beginning that's getting ready to get hit by the car. Does he save her? Yeah. Okay. But I not, feel like there not was the a, same way, though. Yeah, I, I feel guess. like it was expanded upon in in the Snyder Cut. So, um, what were some of the things you guys immediately took away? They actually, like, made everybody look more competent. Right, yeah. I, I, I gotta admit, like... It, taking out the whole Aquaman sitting on the lasso scene was a nice touch because I kind of liked that the first time, but at the same time, I'm like... See, I don't even remember that. Aquaman was a Debbie Downer throughout this entire movie, but he was also speaking reasonably. Right, yeah. He was you kind know, of like the voice... He was, he was kind of like Namor. Yeah. I, there, was, there was part of me that was just like, oh, you're the Muldoon of the group, but we know you're not going to die. Right. Yeah. Like, it, he was very much, uh, we need to do this shit right. Right. And Well, I love how, like, they didn't mention it, but he fucked up that line. Strong man, strongest alone. Oh. 
That's no. That's yeah. The, the, it's the other way. It's like strong man is strongest when he's with, you know, his others. And, and like they, I remember that in the just in the injustice, but they cut it out. And I thought that was actually a really good line for Batman to say. It was like I got that a little backwards there, bud. Uh, and it still ends with Arthur jumping into the water and taking off. Um, and I forget that his movie takes place after Justice League. Yep. Because he doesn't have the king's trident, he has his mom's trident. Right. And he doesn't have the actual armor. But it does... I'm pretty sure... Uh, it does leave kind of a plot hole for... Uh, what do you call it? Um, for Aquaman, though. Because in Aquaman, him and Mira act like they don't know each other, even though they clearly interact in Justice League. Right, they do. It, it, yeah. uh, I don't care because it's... And Willem Dafoe definitely looks quite a bit different. It's it's Amber Heard, yeah. and uh, I still don't like Amber Heard. Mm. Um, I've never thought Amber Heard was good in anything. And the only thing I can really remember her in is Never Back Down. And she What's was... It? it was the uh, the MMA, like yeah. one of the first oh, MMA... Right. It had uh, it had Dijon Henzo in it. Nah. <laughs> he was the trainer. But yeah, Amber Heard, that's about the only thing I can really remember her in, and I thought that movie, the whole movie sucked. So, uh, yeah, I was just, I don't know, it was trying to be the, the, like, the new Karate Kid, and it just wasn't. So, yeah. it didn't have any heart, like, didn't have any soul to it, so. So, I think, from my point of view, I, I like what they did with Superman, because he was more of the comic book um, after the, you know, after the resurrection. But it also made me think Henry, Henry Carville could play a good eradicator if you go back to that old Doomsday time when, when Doomsday killed him and oh, he yeah. came back. Did you guys but, um, see you know, the, the I think I, I, As a comic book fan of that whole Doomsday part, which they sort of, which they have, a, which they tried in both movies to, to put in, their, in a, an interpretation, I think Henry Carville did a good job in the black suit. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he kept it, I did, was a little disappointed they didn't do the race. Oh, yeah. I know what Just the little cap, yeah. end cap, the race. Um, I was disappointed that didn't happen because that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Like, just the flash. The one thing I will say, they completely reshot all of Henry Cavill's scenes. Do you know how I know that? How's that? Well, the mustache. CGI lip was gone. <laughs> There's there's a part of me that wants to see behind the scenes for covering up that damn mustache so bad. Right, like who like, the fuck? I want to see if he had to wear like a green like piece of tape over over that mustache so they could badly like CGI it out. No, I don't know. It was awful. I hope, and so. it was so bad that you couldn't take your eyes off of it. See, like the when fuck? he the whole time he was on screen, I was like, his fucking lip is awful. <laughs> like, and it's. And it's funny because if you look at the first Justice League, like, did you notice the level of quality and difference between Ben Affleck in Justice League versus Justice League? No. I definitely did. Like, Like, up or down? For the good, up, for the the Justice League, up? Yeah, no, for, for, yeah, for for the Snyder Cut, Ben Affleck was actually seemingly invested in it. It's before it broke his spirit, basically. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like the reshoots and everything they had to do with... Joss and all the altering of it was basically like, yeah, what the... He was broken. I actually kind of hope... I know they're not going that direction because they they straight up said Keaton is going to be Batman now. Um, 
And then I guess uh, I guess uh, Bat Sparkles is going to be like kind of like an Elseworlds kind of thing. Yeah, apparently they're going to be leaning pretty heavily in the multiverse from what we all know. I'm going to have to plug this old laptop in here. Apparently oh. this uh, plug-in over here is not doing great. Oh, no. That's no good. We're having a bit of technical difficulties, guys. Sorry. Oh. You guys are going in and out now. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's it now? Yeah. Hey, the whistle stopped. It's actually charging now. That's Yay. good. Okay. I, I just noticed the screen started going a little darker. I'm like, uh -oh. what the hell's wrong with this thing? <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Oh, man. Did you guys see the concept art of Henry Cavill as uh, the Invincible character, the dad? No. Have you guys seen Invincible yet? No, I need to. I need to watch it, but I feel like we're going to be doing that really soon, mm -hmm. like an episode on Invincible, because I know what the comic's about. I've never read the comic, but I'm real fucking excited to see this, because uh, J.K. Simmons, Simmons is that character. The dad character. That's awesome. Like, even looking at him, he's got the fucking uh, J. Jonah fucking gray and the mustache. It's just J. Jonah Jameson as Superman. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Except it's all in Canada. Crap, crap, crap. Crap. Give me 200 bucks. Give me 200 bucks. Mr. Jameson, you can't say that. Uh, that's, that's slander. It is not. I resent that. Slander is spoken in print. It's libel. <laughs> yeah, they really should have put, they, should, they really should have made Blue Beetle in this instead of instead of I'm glad that Ray Fisher was in this, but that should have been Blue Beetle. Should've but the fact Beetle. that Ray Fisher was in it, we get the Justice the Snyder cut. He is phenomenal in it, but he's done. Yeah, like yeah, he's and a it, great cyborg, and we're never gonna get him again. No, he's over. He's done. So and thank you, Joss Whedon. You fucking dick. Didn't they introduce uh, Adam in this? No. Yeah. Adam, yeah. Well, I mean, like they didn't introduce the character of that, but like his, yeah, like, fuck it, his regular person. Ted Court? No, no, not Ted Court. Rafe, uh, uh, the Asian kid, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Amad, uh, not Amadeus Cho is in Marvel. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, I can't think of his name. Because I mean, they 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 seeded a lot of things in here. Like, it was definitely going to lead to a larger expansion in the next couple movies. And I almost bet you around the time that they said they were going to kill off Batman in the third one, you'd probably get Oliver Queen introduced around that time, too. <laughs> replace one billionaire with another. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I mean, except for killing Batman. Like, that to me is a... That's a waste. Uh, you it, can't it, kill Batman because Batman... Okay, with your whole gods... Yeah. You know... The, the whole thing you said about how God's trying to be people, Batman is our role, our way into the gods. Yep. So Batman can't kill off Batman because Batman is what keeps us grounded with all of these super gods. Mm. Here's this one lone human being with no powers. The only power he has is he's rich. Yeah. Stated in the movie. And What's your superpower? If, I'm rich. If you were looking, rich. if you were looking for a comparison between him and the Avengers, like what role he would fit, I would argue he would be the Captain America. He is peak human. Yeah, he's peak human physical, like you know, peak physical condition. 
You can't beat that. Captain uh, America is a super soldier. Yeah, he doesn't technically have the, you know, but he has, he's basically like a combination of Tony Stark and Captain America because he has all of the strategic prowess of Captain America because there's not a single member I of you. There's not a single member of the Justice League that can beat him. I would disagree with you on this one, my friend. All right. Because the first being that Batman would be in the Marvel Universe would be the original Ant-Man. Hank Pym? I I can see it. Just, yes. you know, maybe... Without the wife beating? Yeah, I was going to say, maybe without the slap and jam around <laughs> part. The... <laughs> I'm, talking Marvel's, I'm talking about Disney Marvel version, not Marvel Marvel Oh, so like a grumpy, grumpy asshole Michael Douglas. Okay, so what we need now, especially if we're going to have Michael Keaton, which I am hoping, like, I've got this little squee in me just waiting to come out, because with Michael Keaton back, maybe, just maybe, we'll get a fucking Batman Beyond movie. Yeah. We need a Terry McGinnis we need Batman, and we need Michael Keaton to be that Batman. This is the next tease before it goes into development hell for another 20 years. Oh, God, look at what that's, happened to Deadpool, though. That's that's all I got to say to that. They've been talking about Batman Beyond for so long in a movie form that it's, at this point, almost feels like Duke Nukem Forever. The first time the, the name Deadpool was mentioned as a movie was right before Blade Two came out. And it took from then till we got Deadpool to get Deadpool. And, that, well, we had to have a very impassioned Ryan Reynolds be introduced to the character. And then... And a strategic leaking of test footage. And, even though he yeah. swears he didn't do it because he even said that if I'd have known it would have worked that way, I would have leaked the footage months ago. <laughs> right. So what, what we need is a... Um... Batman in the comics to stop freaking adopting all these troubled children and grown by <laughs> There is can so I, many problems. Can yeah. I call out can I call out Panda Red? Please do, because <laughs> I have been watching these all the time. Like every time they do a Batman roast, they always have to call out the fact that he's basically kidnapping orphans. Right, like yeah. Panda Red, the TikToker Panda Red is so amazing on I'm even wearing the shirt. Alfred call the guy. I am, I and have the amazing. shirt, and I meant to bring you the the second one I've got, and I need your address so I can send you yours. But um, like Panda Red, somebody went through and, na- and and counted the Bat Family plus all of the Bat Family Panda Red has added, and it's up to like seventy something, where he has like right. seventy kids just in his house. So. Yes, Batman has definitely has to have a guy. Yeah. So like Alfred called a guy. God, what was it? Alfred and that one just like and you're a forty something edgelord who just likes to abduct children off the street to make <laughs> them fight the term or what was it? Fight the mentally ill. That was the <laughs> one. Yeah. Oh god, Panda Red is so great. Yeah, oh, he, he's so great. He's actually doing like voice stuff, like oh, really? voice skits with like the guy who was Alfred in the Batman and the guy who was Bane in the Batman. It's funny because, like, my my mom is, like, the only superhero that I know that she actually likes is Batman. Yeah, and I showed people. her one of those yeah. Panda Red things. Just like, well, he's not kidnapping him. Just like, whoa, easy fangirl. Like, 
Technically, he is. Like, he kind of just... technically is. Alfred, call the guy. Right? And be like, Have you... do you know the name Jason Todd? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was a 1-900 number from the 80s. So, does that ring yeah. a bell? Um, right. But yeah, Matt, uh, God. Uh, I love, I think my favorite one is you see the guy throwing the throwing the cards into the board in the kitchen. Yeah. And he calls, he like, universe check calls Professor X. Yeah. He's like, hey, it's one of your guys throwing cards in the kitchen. God damn it, Remy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he better check him or I'm going to come get him. Yeah, what is it? He says something to the effect of, like, can you tell Rogue's dildo to quit? Yeah, like, can you tell Rogue's dildo to quit? Yeah. Just, he... He absolutely nails those characters, though. Oh, like, he does. He's so good. This guy is, like, 22. Like, <laughs> fuck this kid. <laughs> He's so good. Fuck that kid. Like, I'm so jealous. Right, well, he's like, your dad abducted me. Your dad got killed by a drunk Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Don't fuck with a wine. <laughs> well, I mean, I love that one where he's like, it's it's Todd and, and uh, Damien going back and forth. And at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, you little shit. I fucked your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Your your mom sold you out so the Joker wouldn't tell the police she was growing pot. (laughs) Yeah, the the accusations that fly back and forth. So in the Snyderverse now, which which Robin was it that got murdered? Todd. It was Todd? It's Jason. I thought so. Because I'm kind of... Because he's holding the staff, though. They all had the staff. Except for until (laughs) Damien showed up and he had the sword. Well, which one had the slingshot? That was Dick. Oh, really? Yeah, Dick had the slingshot. Because I just remember that one where I was... Out of all the weapons that you could choose out of the bat cave, (laughs) why was it the one that any third grader would have? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim might have for a minute, but I'm pretty sure they all used bow staff. Right. Because I'm pretty sure Batman would train them all with the same damn weapon, so it wouldn't be obvious that it's a different kid, even though, holy shit, is that one younger? Right. <laughs> this one can't be the same. He has pants. It's like uh, the whole yeah. Venture Brothers joke. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, Wonder Boy! And that's even Kevin Conroy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, that whole thing, that uh. was Kevin Conroy, and it's like, Sir, I suggest you use the Vaseline. It'll help. <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole thing is just Batman kidnaps kids, basically. So. Uh, oh, my God. He's got another one. Yeah. Okay. So I, we'll swing it back around to the, uh, in or sorry, to the Snyder Cut. It wouldn't be in the right in the nerds if we weren't way off. No, because I could talk about those Pandora things all day. Oh, no shit. They're fucking hilarious. Any comic book fan, you need to... They have the compilations on YouTube you can find. Oh, yeah. I know, so if you don't... Oh, yeah, he does them. He puts them together yeah. and throws them on YouTube. So if you can't if you can't uh, bring yourself to get on TikTok, then by all means, please do it there. And support Panda Red. I've got... I bought three of his shirts. Two of them on accident, one of them... Or one of them on accident, two of them on purpose. Because after I got the one accidentally, I decided we're all just going to have one. So... And I was going to bring that today and forgot but Snyder Cut, um, what were some other key things? Like, I feel like one, Steppenwolf was way better flushed out. Oh, hell yeah. Steppenwolf, and even looked better. Like, he looks like 
edgelord, like, yeah. a Cenobite dropout. <laughs> he was. Yeah, like, he was totally a Cenobite yeah. reject. Like, um, and I don't know what the hell Joss Whedon was thinking with that Steppenwolf. But this one was very more, See, like, much more. One, he was a little more relatable. Two, I'm pretty sure he spoke more. Yeah. Oh, he definitely did. Um, um, I'm I'm wondering if Joss Whedon might have been, like, I, I don't know, maybe if he just didn't know the Justice League source material that well. Because, a, I mean, we, we were like a half step away in the original version from getting, like, a magic carpet ride. <laughs> like, that... Who do you wear? I've heard the song. I know exactly where this is coming from. Oh, like, oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah, or you don't know what we can find. Yeah, that. <laughs> I did like how they left it open with the Snyder cut with the the anti life equation or the yeah the anti life equation. The fact that we yeah. know that that's a thing yes. now. Like, I, I know non comic readers, people that just like the movies, which is fine. There's no wrong way to be a fan. No. And a lot of these reboots and stuff, people get mad at. I just like that when the reboots come out, I get more of my shit. Mm. Like, yeah, it's a reboot. Yeah, it might not be as good, but there's going to be more of my shit out there because this reboot's coming. So, but I, I'm so dumbfounded at how good the Snyder Cut was because I was terrified that this was just going to be a four-hour-long snooze fest and oh, I was yeah. going to be like, oh, my God, what the fuck did I do? And, and then the reports were coming out to you that WB execs still weren't happy. The fuck with it, right? I'm gonna say that clearly they're not the ones to listen to, right? Clearly, they need to hire new people because clearly somebody in there is, is causing their business with, with comic book characters to go downhill. Well, down well the, down. Hollywood has universally hated comic books because there's a formula in Hollywood, and then the comic book movies started coming out and they were fucking up their formula and yeah. they hated them. The guy that was over. X-Men Origins Wolverine like was tanked. actively tank trying to tank that movie and it still made money. So that's because we all love Hugh Jackman and you can see his butt in it. Like there's the, <laughs> so it had something for everybody. So I'm trying to say it was kind of like Aquaman taking his shirt off for half the movie it was for the moms. Well, yep, 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 and yep. me but the moms. <laughs> See, I got. I was actually showing Randy the other day that my introduction to Jason Momoa was from Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, I know. Like, and then she showed me her introduction to Jason Momoa, a straight up nineteen-year-old-looking baby-faced Jason Momoa from Baywatch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he looks. He's a baby. Like, he looks like, oh, so, you're so cute. You just so want to slap your cheeks. What we're saying, basically, is that Jason Momoa plus water equals box office. Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Like Atlantis, Baywatch, Aquaman, it all fucking makes sense. Which has me scared as shit now for the Dune movie. Unless you count it he as is, a sea of sand. It was a sea. I, he's Duncan Idaho, though. That's true. He's going to be a bad. I mean, Duncan Idaho is a badass, but also, like, the weirdest thing about Duncan Idaho is you don't know this until later. He's, like, the single most important character in the whole series. He's the only character that actually makes it through the whole series, kind of. 
that spans across thousands of years. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a good reason for that, but I'm not going to spoil that. For right. The, Have you read the, the Dunes? Uh, yes. Okay, I've only read the one. Bits and, and I'm actually rereading and the And it Dunes. is, it's, it's kind of come through in a very slow pace, though, for me. Yeah. Like... Years between to the point where I'm like, I don't remember this shit. Like, there's the... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but Jason Momoa... Honestly, we didn't really need much background on him because he got his own movie. Right. Um, we're still... Another one that I really liked was um, uh, The Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, See... What was his dad? His dad's name. His, his dad's real name. Not. I know it's, it's Henry Allen, but... Billy Crudup. Yeah, Crudup. Yeah. Is being replaced... By somebody else. Because of the scheduling. Oh, is it the scheduling thing? So it's kind of like um, Zachary Levi as... uh, Yes, Fandral. Fandral. He couldn't do it in the first one because of scheduling. Then the other guy couldn't do it in the second one because of scheduling. So they went back to Zachary Levi. Um, And then they both... Either one of them would have got the shaft in the third one. Right. As much as I hate... That's the weakest part of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's just where the the fucking... Yeah, the systematic... just gets killed real quick. Yep. Warriors. The Warriors Warriors 3 just get nothing but run through. Except for Hogan. Yeah, he gets the fight for a little bit. But uh, Fandral and... Steve wasn't there, though. No. He's but Fandral and Volstag both got killed real quick. Yeah. Which Volstag has been a couple Marvel characters. That's right. He's the, he Punisher. Was the Punisher. Yeah. Um, I feel like he was in another one, though. So, he might have been. Race Although, reason. you just made me think about because we were mentioning studio execs earlier, and the one thing I can say that Marvel has that for some reason no one else has ever caught on to and I don't know how I guess they think only one can exist at a time is uh, studio heads that actually know the source material and what the fuck they're doing I was actually going to bring that up DC really needs their own Kevin Feige Kevin Feige started off as a PA on the earlier Marvel films no shit yeah he was like he was part of the Fantastic Four movies. He was part of oh, some see, of the earlier so Spider Man. Like, okay, he was on some of the awful ones too, though. But at the same time, he was a PA. He's not. He has no creative like, control. He, no, he, he eventually worked his way up to producer for some of the latter ones, but mm-hmm. it still wasn't enough for anybody. Like for him to be like, "No, you're fucking this up." Yeah, you I know? didn't know that. That's awesome. But I, I slowly like I kind of picture that as his like. Um, like almost like his Vietnam though, to a certain degree, of him like having to watch these shitty movies get made and like the one lone tear just streaming down his cheek. Like Try baby. Yeah, like as he's watching, just like them butcher some of this stuff. But see, the, here's the thing: the first two, Fantas- and I'm going to call them the first two because nobody has seen the original Fantastic Four movie. Oh, you can find it if you look hard enough. Have you seen it? I have seen at least enough clips of it to know that I don't need to see the rest of it <laughs> to know how terrible it is. They they would have been better off just trying to like film it with a toy Stretch Armstrong instead of Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> swear to God, like. But see, the, ori- the original Fantastic Fours in the nineties made Reed Richards likable. See, that's how you know they don't know the source material, right? Exactly. Um, Which so. When I, when I heard that they were looking at John Krasinski for Mr. Fantastic, I'm like, no, that's, that's terrible. 
like, don't get me wrong, he's a great actor. He could easily do it. But I don't. You don't want to ruin John Krasinski. Yeah, he's likable. Right. Like, I like that guy. Please don't. The yeah, sad thing is, so, so he he got killed off in that silent movie just to go to be Mr. Fantastic. Oh, and oh, uh, yeah, the Quiet Place. Or well, whatever. I mean, at least yeah. he's still director. You know, for right. that and the second one. So. Well, I think him and his him and Emily Blunt didn't they write that? He wrote it. He helped write it. I don't know if she had any part in it. But uh, swinging it back around, we do need a Kevin Feige for DC. We need yes. somebody to fight for DC. Um, About the closest thing I think you could get, and he would not be the man for the job. So don't get me wrong on this, is because I love this guy, Kevin Smith. Oh, he would be no, no, no. He's not. He's not the man for the job, but he at least knows the source material. That I feel like you should have him as some kind of consultant. Arrowverse. Let, let him let him play yeah. in the Arrowverse. He does well in the Arrowverse. He really does. Like the, he all the episodes. Arrowverse. Yeah. All he, the episodes. He plays he's in, in, the, in CW shows all the time. Arrowverse shows all the time. I love the episode of The Flash where you get Jay and Silent Bob, but you can't say it's Jay and Silent Bob, mm-hmm. so they never say who they are. Right. But it's Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Like that was so great. Well, Dude, I need this job. Tomorrow too. He's done a good job on Tomorrow's scripts as well. Yeah. Well, I know that he wrote a Green Hornet script, and they actually turned that into a comic, and he hated that script. And in fact, like when he was talking about it, and then Seth Rogen came in and did shit all over Green Hornet. Yeah. But um, I read the Kevin Smith comic Green Hornet that they used his script for the comic, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It was so good. I don't know why he hated it. Well, I mean, even the Superman Lives script. Is good? I haven't read it. Yeah, I mean, even with all the studio fuckery, I'm like, I was just happy that Brainiac was in it. Right, like, no shit. We've never seen Brainiac on screen. <clears throat> don't give me that crap about Supergirl and, and uh, what was it? Uh, J- uh, James Marsden. Well, I uh, just, not Marsden. Um, I, I just don't know. Spike. Marsters. Marsters. Yeah. He did that in Smallville. He was bringing it. Yeah. So, I just don't re- I just don't understand why every time you have a Superman movie, it has to either be General Zod or Lex Luthor. For Man of Steel, I understood Zod. He needed to be the contrast between his Kryptonian heritage versus his... Human heritage. Yeah, versus his human heritage on Earth. That made sense. Right. Now we need a Brainiac. But then we got Lex Luthor in the very next fucking movie... Yeah. And for all I cared, they could have, like, not even set up Darkseid and just done Brainiac for Justice League. That would have been good. Could have been. I mean, look at it. Like, okay, Thor introduced us to Loki, and then all the fangirls fangirled over Loki. I mean... And then yeah. Avengers, it was Loki again. Working for the bigger bad, who was Thanos. And the reason we got Thanos is because Thanos is Joss Whedon's favorite villain. Yeah. So that is the whole reason Thanos was the big bad of the MCU. Um, So we need somebody to really just like know the source material uh, and, and somebody who just generally loves it and wants to see it succeed, but also isn't a yes man Mm. can tell them no, no, don't do that. Yeah. Um, Like, like uh, George Lucas's wife is heavily rumored to have very much influenced the first three movies yeah. because she would tell George Lucas no. 
Whereas the next three movies, everybody was like, oh, yes. Yes, sir, Mr. Lucas. Yes. And we got that. And then I don't want to talk about it. The rest of them. Because yeah, <laughs> George Lucas almost had nothing to do with them. But, yeah. Which is funny because you know he still does input for The Mandalorian? That's awesome, though. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, yeah, why, that's, that's why it's whole, awesome. That's my okay. whole fucking point. Like, George, <laughs> George Lucas and John Favreau and Dave Filoni all come together. So I guarantee those two have been like, that's really cool, George, but we're going to... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely John Favreau. Yeah, they would definitely tell him no. Um, well, I mean, as long as John Favreau keeps printing money for Disney... Oh, yes. They, he can tell them whatever he wants. Pretty much. Like, John, yeah. he is just printing money for Disney. So we need somebody like that for DC. And... Damn it, Schneider's been the closest. He really has. I mean, let's just put it this way. His cut of Justice League gave us granny goodness. Right? No shit! Granny goodness of all people. Um, Ed Asner played granny goodness yeah, on no. the series. Like, and he said it was one of his favorite jobs, too. Right? Yeah. He got to be granny goodness. Baby G.A., you got something. I, I see can see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you got? What they need is the new improved Scarecrow as a villain in the Justice League or any of those. Comic book Scarecrow? There's a new and improved comic book Scarecrow? Oh, yes. Oh, I've been slacking. I've been working a lot, though. I've been slacking. I'm absolutely in love with the Scarecrow character anyway. Yeah, Scarecrow is one of my favorite villains. What they've done is taken Neil Gaiman's Sandman version and mix it with the DC main now as a scarecrow. Oh. Basically, scarecrow can, can he can feel fear. He can he can create fear and everything without any. He does it mentally now. It's crazy. He doesn't have to use the gases, huh? No, he does it mentally now. And actually, he becomes he makes you become part of the fear. Huh. It's some it's some weird oh. thing that he That's does. Cool. And he's part of the Suicide Squad of all things now. Oh, so they got him. I mean that. That Dr. makes Cream. a lot of sense to me. Like, you'd want a guy who could weaponize fear on a battlefield, that's for sure. Fuck yeah. Well, his thing is, he's trying to... F- so he says that the world has issues. That's why I'm saying it's going back to Neil Gaiman's Sandman thing. He says the world has an issue um, because they can't... They don't understand their true natures, and fear brings out their true natures. That's the only way they can save the world. So, yeah, hmm. it's... Huh, that's it's interesting. It's the yeah. one of the new Batman comics. You have to read the new Batman comics. It's- it's pretty great. Okay, the last one I read was 100, which was the end of Joker War. Oh, yeah. So I know exactly where to pick up. I can just start from 101 and go on from there. Um, what was another good thing about the Snyder Cut? We kind of, because of Wonder Woman, because I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman happened before Justice League. So we already had Diana. She's a curator. You know, she does the museum, blah, blah, blah. Um you know, the weird thing I can say about it was even with all the characters they had on screen and the fact that they uh, some of them didn't have their own movie beforehand, obviously. Mm. Now, granted, we've been introduced to them since then in between the original cut and this cut, so we know more about them. But they didn't need it. Right. True. Like, for some reason, like, they introduced all these locations just for the existence of the mother box, which worked perfectly. Right. You, you had Atlantis. You had... Yeah, uh, Atlantis, Themyscira, and... Um, yeah, you didn't need any more backstory than that. Right. Like, you could still save that, but you still cared enough about the characters when they got in because, you know, now they're... Like, Aquaman can be invested because they're fucking with Atlantis and the surface world. You know, but Themyscira 
gets an entire section of the island collapsed. Right. You know, and they've already fought Dark Side before, so they know what's coming. Like, yeah. you don't need any introduction. Like, everybody knows of the threat, and the only reason Batman knows it is because he's had some really fucked up dreams, which, for Bruce they Wayne... out one of his premonition dreams. The whole one with the Flash showing up going, Oh, yeah, that's right. Lois is the key. They cut it out, but then they gave him the next one where we got, we live in a society. Yeah. Um, And I did love that whole, I promised Harley Quinn on her deathbed that I would kill you, and I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, yeah. I I still, (laughs) I still, because that threw me for a loop. Whenever he actually said that, he goes, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. I'm like, Oh, oh, shit. Oh, bets are off. Well, I mean, he's walking around with an AK. Right. So right there, you know, shit's fucked up. Oh, yeah. Batman's like, got a gun. This is, it's very much that, um, what was it, Final Crisis Batman, where he's like, no, they have to save the fucking universe. All the rules go out the window. Right. Like, that's when he shoots Darkseid. That's when he gets hit with the Omega Beams. And like, sent back to the past, and we had Dick. Actually, yeah. Dick's run as Batman was pretty cool. It was. They, him and him and Damien were great. Yeah. We're a great team because, like, it was almost like the Odd Couple, where they would bitch and fight at each other, but then they just whip, just, just their teamwork was just flawless. Mm. And then they would go right back to bitching at each other. Yeah, like it's it was <laughs> definitely like if you saw the series, the first two seasons of the Lethal Weapon, yeah, series, the good seasons before they killed off. Uh, Riggs. Oh, they actually killed him off? Oh, yeah. Oh. That's, they killed Riggs off and brought in Sean William Scott, Sean William Scott to be a new character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's I remember that because the um, there was character com- personality conflicts on set. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't well, realize it turns they... out Damon Wayans is a complete fucking diva. Yeah. And uh, the whole reason the series ended was because he goes, you know what? I quit. Mm. I just don't want to do this anymore. It's like, oh, fuck you, dude. I yeah. didn't know you were that big of a douche. What? Yeah, I didn't realize they killed off the Riggs character. Yeah, they killed Riggs off, which at that point I was done. I was like, you cannot have Lethal Weapon without Murtaugh and Riggs. Right. I wasn't trying to watch the show anyway, so... But you should watch the first two seasons, because the first two seasons are phenomenal. But the way they banter back and forth, because they're constantly fighting, Mm -hmm. but when they're in the thick of it, it, their teamwork is flawless. And I feel like... If we were ever to get a movie where Bruce is gone, Dick is Batman, we need a Damien because, and we need them to have that banter back and forth because it was just great. It was one of the best parts of the Batman Robin series that was Dick and Damon, Damien as Batman and Robin. And I, I gotta say, one thing I definitely will miss about the Snyderverse, and I, is uh, Jeremy Irons. Oh right, Alfred. Yeah. Like, he was a great Alfred. He really was. Um, the perfect amount of snark, but also the willingness to always indulge and help in the fight. Right? Well, I mean, like, the whole Joker war, like, well, the Bane war. When Bane took over Gotham and killed Alfred. Um, and then you finally get the whole fucking uh, Yondu situation where he may be your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. Yeah. You know, Batman, you know, Bruce is like, he was my father. Well, no shit. You die, your father died at 10, and he's been with you ever since. Yes, right. that man is your father. Like, he's your dad. Admittedly, that was the hardest part for me to watch. And, like, 
in the Nolan, the Dark Knight Rises, was whenever Alfred's at the graveside and just looking at uh, Thomas Wayne's grave, and he's like, you trusted me and I failed you. Yeah, you trusted me and I failed you. And I'm sitting there, like, whenever I see Bruce at the well, end of that cafe. King, and Michael Caine can just reach in and rip your heart out whenever yeah. he wants. But whenever I see him at the cafe at the end, I'm just like, no, you don't get a pass. You made Alfred cry. <laughs> right, no shit, you dickhead. Right. Um, so. Give I, you my fucking penny worth on this one, you dick. <laughs> like, yeah. The problem is, I watched this weeks ago. It's four hours long. I've only watched it the one time because it's four hours long. You know, I have to set, like, I have to plan ahead of time four hours to watch it again. I'm not saying I won't watch it again, but I'm having a hard time remembering everything else they put in this four hours. Yeah, well, it was just a lot more characterization. I mean, because you do find out that in the original Injustice, it was Steppenwolf that everybody fought the first time. Yeah. This one, it was Darkseid. And you also find out why. Because Darkseid found the anti-life equation. Yeah. This is also a weaker Darkseid mm. who gets his ass handed to him. By Ares. By Ares and Themyscira and Atlantis and humans. Yeah, and he murders a Green Lantern. Yes, and I couldn't really tell which Green Lantern that was, because, I mean, it's supposed to be like a thousand-something years ago or whatever. I but mean, if anything, his... Insert. Yeah, I say his ring just would have conjured a red shirt. Like, <laughs> right. that's that's all he was good for. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they did. I did hear that they cut out Green Lantern's role in... The Snyder Cut. Yep. Um, Martian Manhunter. Hell yes. I was so floored when Martha leaves Lois's apartment. And it's not even fucking Martha. It's Martian Manhunter. And I went, whoa. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Um, doesn't show back up till the end of the fucking movie. So where were you at there, bud? We could have used you. Um... You obviously fly, have mental shit, and have yeah. been sending Batman visions, um, which is I like how they capped that off. Because why is Batman having visions? Yeah, because Martian Manhunter's feeding them to him. That's oh, what the Martian Manhunter does, though. He's not. He's he's the he's the color ops guy. He's the guy that specs everything out, and then he then he attacks. He's a he's a basically a master strategist. Yeah. You look at him in the comic book world. But still, he still has super strength, flight, invisibility, mind reading. We could have used you in that last fight there, dickhead. Right. <laughs> you know what they say, just because you can doesn't mean you do. So. <laughs> just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, but he but still, I do love John Jones. Right. But he still has <sighs> the balls to show up and be like, by the way, Bruce, thanks for getting everybody together. And be like, you could have done it too. Right? There's a part and in of me. some versions, it is Martian Manhunter yeah. that brings everybody together. If it would have been a big-ass green alien that showed up to me and was just like, hey, I can hear you can run really fast, be like, I mean, yes, I can, but I, what do you want me to do? Because you found me this easily. I feel like I can't really run away from you. Right. Well, yeah. in the Batman, the, the cartoon, the Batman, um, the whole reason the Justice League come together is because Martian Manhunter's trapped and is sending out, like, SOS messages to the Earth's heroes trying to get help because he knows this evasion's coming. So, again, John, you fucking dropped the ball there, asshat. 
way to be way to be around during our time of need. Um. <laughs> Not one hundred percent. Yeah, like um, which I mean, it's funny because the Green Lanterns obviously exist in this universe too. Where the fuck are they? Because I mean, they even said the Kryptonians dead, and <laughs> there are no lanterns around. Yeah. So they Dark Side is definitely afraid of the lanterns. Right. Like he has a healthy fear because there are a fuck ton of them. Right. Like they're basically the cops of the universe. So there's a lot of them, and if they come in force, especially Kilowog, you're gonna get your face rearranged. Maybe they're off. Maybe they're busy off fighting a uh, billowy tentacled fart cloud known as <sighs> Parallax. I hate that so much. Right. Have you I, seen Parallax? Like Parallax is actually a monster. Yeah. Like he's a cool looking monster. But, uh, or it's a cool looking monster. But he's a big old gas pocket with a face. Uh, and a, cor- a corrupted guardian, which isn't... I mean, there is no. a corrupted guardian. They took two storylines, mashed them together, made a fart cloud like Galactus, Did and you? just shit all over that movie. But you already had Sinestro in the movie. Did you really need the corrupted guardian angle? You didn't. You just had... You had Sinestro. And Mark Strong as Sinestro. Mark Strong. Holy shit, he was perfect. Mark Strong got to be in two separate DC movies because he was in Shazam. Oh, fuck, he was a bad guy in that, too. And he was great. Yes, he was. Mark Strong is almost always the bad guy, though. And he's almost always perfect. Yes, except in The Kingsman where he's like Q. Yeah, (laughs) which, by the way, biggest mistake that second movie made was killing him off. I never saw the second movie, but now that I know that, I don't want to watch it. Spoilers! (laughs) Spoilers! <laughs> but it's alright, because Elton John is amazing in it. Elton John? Okay, I now, psych- okay I swear so to you God. made me not want to watch it, and then immediately want to watch it. Those yes. who try to stop what's right, burn like my power, Sinestro's might. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And just to give you another one, Pedro Pascal's also in it, so... In Kingsman 2. Really? Yep. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a douche. <laughs> he's, he seems to do that a lot. He's so good, though. I know. My sister's absolutely love in love with Pedro Pascal. I, I and have... Kylo Ren for some fucking reason. Why is everybody in love with Kylo Ren? He's so weird looking. John Oliver swung me around. John... Tie my fingers in a square knot, you immovable boulder. Like the... Yeah, John Oliver won me over uh, for, for some Adam Driver love there. Uh, I don't get, like, he's I'm not gay, I guess, because I don't find him attractive, but whatever. He's a weird-looking dude. He is. But good on him, because he just looks like a buff Steve Buscemi. But but he's an amazing actor, though. I gotta give him... Oh, yeah, he's an absolute amazing actor. Just watch his Saturday Night Live shit. If you don't (laughs) believe Adam Driver is an amazing actor, watch his shit on a Saturday Night Live. I I am quite sure that his oil tycoon skin... Oh, my God, it's so good. ...was based on his real life. Like, I, I just swear, he probably Just does, pipe that in from he, his past. <laughs> he crushes people's bones into dust in his spare time. And then, and then yells at a third grade class. Right. Um, so, I did like they brought back uh, John uh, Joe Manganiello. Yes. He just looks the part. He was, I... He just absolutely looks the part. And you, you know, gotta love a guy... Who hosts six-hour-long D and D campaigns with fucking celebrities? <laughs> like, you know what the 
funniest thing is about that is anytime he does Stephen Colbert show, that's all they talk about. D and D. Yeah, <laughs> that it's amazing. Because the I I watch those episodes. If I if there's ever a guest that Colbert will nerd out with, I'm in. If he ever sits down with Peter Jackson, I promise you, I'll pop, I'll get I'll make some popcorn and I watch a three hour marathon of those two talking Tolkien. <laughs> like I don't give a shit. Like the dude just knows. Like I love Joe Manganiello's portrayal. Like it looks good. His whole like the suit looks good. Oh my god! I was. I kind of want an in and like a Justice League two injustice. Yeah. Like that sounds so good. You know, um, you know how pissed off I am though. At the same time, like the last thirty minutes of the Snyder cut, I loved it, but it made me angry. The cat. The ending. Well, it's not even the ending. It's the fact that I knew I would never get the follow-up I wanted. Oh, right, right. Hey, guys, I'll be back. What? I'll be back. Okay. Oh, okay. So it, it just pissed me off. Like, because Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke, I was so on board for that. Right? Even Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor was much better. Yes, it was. Right, immediately much better. You also get that short scene in the beginning when Superman dies. Jesse Eisen or uh, Lex is talking to Steppenwolf. Yeah, like Lex is taking cues from Steppenwolf. So like you really kind of hit that home. Like oh shit. And then of course in the movie, in the Snyder cut, he totally pulls a Joker. Yeah, like he totally pulls a Joker where he has somebody stand in for him in the cell. Um, but I do like, I need to watch 84 because I need to see Kristen Wiig's Cheetah. Mm. Oh, I don't know that. No, see, here's the thing. Kristen Wiig was amazing. Kristen Wiig is amazing. She, she absolutely was great. I just don't think they did the character justice. But when I say that, it's not Kristen Wiig's fault. 100%. If Kristen Wiig gets any blame for any part of that movie, then whoever is saying it has no fucking idea what they're talking about. Yeah, it's just like one of those. Like that, I will, I will take that opinion with me to the grave. Right. Um, the one and, thing I didn't like and was also Pedro Pascal. He he's is Max Lord, right? Yeah, but okay. the way they wrote his character is he seems like a cheap caricature of a used car salesman at times. Yeah, but that's the thing, like. He is a oil tycoon con man in the movie. Everything he does is a douchey persona that he can't live up to, but he's trying to project it. It makes perfect sense to me. Like, I I swear, like, Pedro Pascal is fantastic in it. I need to catch up on some Pedro Pascal shit because... Start, an entire season of The Mandalorian behind. Yeah, I was going to say, start with start with Game of Thrones. You only have to catch season three. He was 100% worth it for that alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, that's Narcos, what my sister was saying. She was like, oh my God. That's, when I, that's when I first noticed him. Yeah, I, I am 100% convinced that if they ever reboot this in the future, and by that I mean like three years from now, right. the, that no one else should ever play the Red Viper. <laughs> it's got to be Pedro Pascal. I really think it does. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. So, I, like I said, I haven't seen eighty four, so I can't do too much speculation on. Um, it has, it 
has some hammy moments that absolutely pissed me off. Oh, and yeah. some of it was within the first 15 minutes. Damn. It was uh, one of those, like, she completely... She's, like, trying to keep a low profile. But at the same time, is Wonder Woman? But fights off a bunch of criminals in the middle of a crowded shopping mall. As Diana it, or as Wonder Woman? As Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. But she still, like, leaves before the police get there, even though it's not at all curious why a bunch of criminals with guns were in a mini mall and just got their ass kicked by no security. Right. Like, you know, and not only that, she saves this little girl and tosses her into this big teddy bear kind of thing as a soft landing. Mm -hmm. And the little girl's just looking at her after she gets done. And she looks over. We're in the middle of hundreds of people who just watched this whole thing. She looks over at the little girl and does the whole, shh. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, really? That's why. Right. (laughs) I gotta watch it. The little girl's Um, the only one who can't say anything. Feel like that's some kind of Themysciran curse that right, she put right. on her now. Oh well, maybe maybe she's Diana Troy or Donna Troy. Oh, okay. The the tragedy that is that woman. Yeah. Oh God, Donna Troy gets the shaft Which, so hard in the fucking comics. They do give you a really, really like it's it. I'm sure it's not going to go any further than this, but Linda Carter. She's in it. Yeah. No shit. She makes a cameo appearance in the after credits. So. Oh, yeah. I'm alright with that. Oh, I am too. But like I said, like I'm not. I don't feel bad giving that away because I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere. Right, that. right, right. But so we. I mean, I just. But Wonder Woman 1984 feels like an after-school special. It looks like the reject a reject from the pod. The reason I'm so hesitant, I haven't watched it yet. It looks like it was a rejected script, Flash Gordon script. Like, it really does. Like, if you remember Flash Gordon from the 80s, that's what it kind of fucking reminded me of. And I was just like, why are they going with the Flash Gordon aesthetic? It's a movie that taught us that acting has a very, very broad definition. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ted. (laughs) I don't sound like the actor. (laughs) I don't hear it. Um, So, that's, well, that and I haven't had, I didn't have TV from September until fucking March. Yeah. So, um, it was kind of hard to watch anything. Um, I really don't know what else I could bring to this conversation about the Snyder cut that we just wouldn't Um, be just, just random speculation on if they were to continue or if we should get a sequel or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and throw myself out on a limb here. Okay. Based on that final, what they call them? Nightmare scenes. Yeah, which was an amazing scene. Yeah, I kind of like. Want, I really want that to happen. I kind of want the Leto Joker to get another chance. I do. I, I like <clears throat> that whole person. Like that whole performance mm. completely turned me around on Leto's Joker. It was such a dark exchange. It was like, and he's such a dark Joker. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we know, especially after the Joker War, because we did a whole episode on Joker War. Yeah, we did. Um. Harley is completely over the Joker. Yeah. Um, Joker's got a new girl. Uh, yeah. I can't stand her. No, not at um, all. She's not likable in any way, um, except as a punching bag, maybe, for Harley. <laughs> right. Um, just that whole exchange of, I promised Harley Quinn, 
who was bloodied and beaten and broken on her deathbed as she coughed blood onto me that I would kill you. And I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like that whole thing. My favorite part was the fact that Mira was just like, what do you know of loss? And and the Joker Joker's the one as, the immediate the one to back him up. And he immediately jumps on that. He's like, Oh, he knows everything about loss. And right. then all of a sudden Batman goes, You better watch what you say next. Yeah, well you better you tread yeah. carefully. Yeah. Um, and then he immediately crosses the line. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like, he gets that like half smirk on his face, he's just like killed Robin. Yeah, like, pretty much <laughs> like <laughs> that, that might as well be the summary of that conversation. He's just like, I killed Robin, that's why he knows what loss is. Also your Ah, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he calls him Bruce. Yeah, that's true. He calls him Bruce. So I feel mm. like this whole, like the whole thing I wanted to talk about is the fucking vision sequence. Like that's just and what I, my see. favorite part. It's the one thing I took away that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, we have Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke. Yes. We have um, Cyborg. We had Cyborg and Flash. Pieces. Flash. Yeah. Hey! There he is. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, we were just talking about the uh, the future desolation scene. So, um, Joker and Batman again. Because they're they're heavily alluding to the fact too that Diana's dead. Diana's dead. Arthur's Aquaman, dead. Yeah, he's gone. Arthur's that, dead. That's uh, why we get uh, British accent Mira. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> which was completely done away with for the Aquaman movie. Right, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Atlanteans are American. Apparently. Yes. Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, well, of course, Joker, Deathstroke, you already said, we already knew those two. Here's, so the fact, like, what I like about it is it's very much uh, forever evil feel. Yeah. Like, there's this massive problem. So villains and heroes are having to put their shit aside because... We're all fucked if we don't fix this. Right. So the fact that Batman is working with the Joker of all people, not that it hasn't happened in the comics before. Batman and Joker have teamed up a couple of times. Sometimes Batman knows it's the Joker, sometimes he doesn't. And if the times he does it kind of proves that he's not the ultimate detective, but either that or the Joker's just that good. Yeah. Uh, I kind of lean toward the latter because Joker's just that good. Oh, yeah, um, easily. I mean, if the Joker has a part that he absolutely has to pull off for a gag, he's going to do it. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't matter what depths he's got to go to, he will do everything for one of his bits. So, the fact that they work together made me, I don't know. Anyway, but the scope of it made it feel huge. Made it feel like, oh my God. Yeah, because even Deathstroke starts off the conversation and is like, are you sure that we actually needed to bring him? Right. Did we need him? Like, it, and it goes back to, I kind of felt like they were digging on the old comic book trope, is that when the League of Villains, or, you know, wanted to scare each other, they would tell their best Joker stories. Right. <laughs> you know, like, everybody knows that's the one guy you don't want. Well, even in Birds of Prey, the reason Harley got free reign is because mm -hmm. Harley was the Joker's girl, and they just didn't want to bring that kind of problem down on themselves. Which is always funny yeah. to me, because that means in the DC Universe, the two most dangerous beings are the ones who fight each other all the fucking time. Batman and Joker? Yeah. yeah. Like, the Justice League... It's been joked at, and even in the few animated movies, it's like we sit around and tell our best Batman stories right. to each other because, like, we know he's the guy we don't fuck with. Right. You know, even he though... He has contingency plans for all of us. Right. <laughs> like... And after that 
whole thing got turned against them, you know that they had to have been like, wait, this motherfucker just sat down and thought of this one day? Like, mm-hmm. how long did it take him? Right. Did you see Did you see the panda red where he's doing the contingencies? He's like, oh, no. in case of Green Lantern, punch really hard in the fucking face. <laughs> oh, yeah, so long. They, the one he punch. Makes a, he makes a joke about that when the, he says the one like, punch. Yeah, where he took out Guy Gardner with one punch. Yep. So like that's been the big joke about it. He he makes a reference to Guy Gardner being a punching bag yep. at one point. <laughs> I remember, yeah. So so, but this Joker was so sinister though. Like it just I loved it though. Oh, one hundred percent. Perfect. It was it was spot on and like whereas I thought Leto's Joker before was too over the top yeah this was right on the mark oh, and yeah. I was just like it completely redeemed Leto's Joker for me I was just like oh my god he he's he's amazing hmm. like now I want to see what they put on the floor in for, yeah in Suicide just Squad. for yeah for the Suicide Squad because if it's that good. They need to fire their entire editing staff. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because if this is the shit they're putting on the floor and we're getting the crap in the movies, the entire editing staff needs to be blacklisted and never work as editors again except for maybe commercials. Yeah. Like, like yeah, Leto, he commanded that. I gotta he say, did. He really did. And not in only the that. five minutes he was on screen, he absolutely commanded that him performance. And, him and Affleck played really well off each other. Right. Because, like, there's, when Affleck delivers that line, he's like, make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. I'm like, Whoa, I, I you feel. You believe it. I feel, yeah, I like, I feel like he got that used condom in the mail. Like, you know, <laughs> right. like, supposedly Leto did that, you know, to a couple <laughs> people in the suicide squad. He got that one. And, like, he's just reliving all of his current trauma. Like, you know, like, he's Affleck's got his, like, most recent rehab stint in his mind. He's got Jennifer Garner divorce, and all of a sudden he gets that in the mail. He's like, no, 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 Leto, after this. Like, <laughs> Leto, I will fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, no, Affleck commanded it, too. Like, both of them. The I, whole, I mean, if it weren't for the two of them, that scene could have been thrown away. Oh, 100%. So, because fuck Mira. Like, yeah. I've never been a big fan of Mira anyway. I've always found her sniveling and whiny. And, like, even in the comics, I don't like her. You know, one of um, the greatest things she ever did, though... Was die. I was going to say, because she gave it, she helped give us the Flashpoint universe right? by getting beheaded by Wonder Woman. Right. It? Yeah. Got beheaded by Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman started wearing her crown as a trophy. That is so ballsy. <laughs> right? I got to say... Oh, it was... You wear the, my wife's crown on your head as a trophy, Diana. It is the one... There's one line from the Joker that I absolutely stands out to me, and I think it's the one that it's the one that pissed Batman off to start with. It was when he's just like, "I wonder how many universes exist where you actually had the cojones to die." <laughs> you know, so like none of this would have ever happened because clearly you letting Lois die was what gave us this. Yeah, you know, like he quite literally calls that, and I is that a manipulation of? The like yeah. memory from Martian Manhunter though. Oh maybe, yeah. I don't know, because uh, it, it seems like it's just something the Joker would absolutely say. Because we know for a fact, yeah, the Joker is one hundred percent in love with Batman. Oh God, yeah. Like that's the whole reason Harley was able to get away from him because she knew she would never be as important to him as Batman is. And then Harley went with Poison Ivy, which just should have happened. 
So, I mean, uh, Harley, 100%. Harley yeah. and Ivy. In fact, I just read a thing where uh, Margot Robbie mm. is basically constantly badgering Warner Brothers about Poison Ivy. Like, hey, okay. you know what we should do? You should bring in Poison Ivy. Hey, you ever hear of Poison Ivy? Yeah. Hey, careful. Don't You don't want to get into that. Poison Ivy. Gonna, like, she's just constantly badgering them about I'm going to go Ivy. ahead and throw out a fan cast for this one, though, but Emma Stone? No. No? No. No? Okay. Um, um, Zazie Beats. Oh, nope. I'm in on that one. Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats for Poison Ivy. Yep. Ravy G, what do you think? <laughs> I got the, we got the head tilt. We got the I head tilt. He's coming to know. He's kind of giving me a no. Why not? Who, who, who do you got for Poison Ivy? I don't really have any, I don't know anybody, any actor right now that I've seen that can play Poison Ivy. I'm pretty sure Zazie Beats can pull it off. I think she can do anything, though. Say what now? I said, he's like, I think Zazie Beats can pull it off. I'm like, I think she can do anything, honestly. Right? She can do anything, yeah. I mean, she pulled off a nice, um... She's too young? Domino. Zendaya. She did a nice domino, but Uh, I don't know about... I just had Zoe Kravitz pop up in my head. Ooh! I, just, uh, I, I I don't know. When you said... We'd have another Fantastic Beast casting there. I don't care. <laughs> you know, they, they've kind of done her injustice in those movies anyway. Well, you know what's funny? What? You know that's uh, Jason Momoa's stepdaughter. Yeah, I right? know. <laughs> like, that's, that's his kid. That's sort of. exactly kind of why I, I, I kind of, like, bringing that up makes me want it to happen even more. Like, Lisa Monet... Because if she starts yeah. like... She starts acting up on set. He's so, like, "You're grounded." Like, <laughs> she so what, what about what about what about Brianna Hildebrand? Who's that? Hmm. I don't know who that is. Negasonic. Oh. oh shit! Yeah, no, I could see that. Uh, actually, nah. Negasonic no. at night. She's too. I'm gonna fuck your face up. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that kid, that woman. She's she looks like she fuck you. She'd be a great Batwoman. No, that's true. One hundred percent. I actually, okay. yeah, she would be that. a fantastic Batwoman. What? Did, um, shit, I just had it in mind. I lost it. Never mind. Actually, has anybody seen the new Batwoman? No, I, I hear it's uh, still not great. Really? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I, I kind of think Ruby Rose just got out while the getting was good. Mostly, well, Ruby, Ruby Rose and apparently broke and, her back. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, like I like the injury and everything on top of it, though. But you know, that's. I think her and Katie Lotz are together, hmm. which I'm okay with. But yeah, Actually, like, she looks with everybody, man. Shit. Yeah, she looks. Up, yeah, she every does. female, every female cast member. She looks up. Oh yeah, but yeah, she. Uh, I was very jealous, but yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, it's Katie Lotz. Like, I mean, in all honesty, like I've been a Ruby Rose fan ever since uh, John Wick Two. See, I don't like Ruby Rose. Oh, really? I'm not a fan of Ruby Rose. Like everybody's like, "Oh my God, Ruby Rose!" And I'm like, "What about her?" Like, as an actress, I like her. Person. I have no issues with her. I think, um, I think she should have done more roles before she became an action star and herself. But I think that you know, I she probably she should have let the stunt team yeah. actually take the stunts. So apparently, yeah. I just saw a story today that said for Mission Impossible Seven, Tom Cruise ran a motorcycle off a cliff. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. He's trying to kill himself. No, he's, he's, he's trying to prove that he's immortal. He's, he's very really much al- well. He's very much alive. Like this is the fucker that strapped himself to the side of a plane and actually took off. Yeah, he's and an I'm, idiot. But I mean, he's just that 
dedicate. Well, it's the Scientology powers. Well, Scientology has basically told everybody that they are to treat Tom Cruise as if he is a deity. Well, he can heal people with his mind, so why wouldn't you? He's but at he that level. He can't take a joke. Well, that's because he has to use his mind powers to help heal people, so he can't process it. Okay, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm completely that, pulling that last part out of my ass. But that actually, no, that, 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 that fucking lines up. I mean, that seems to line up. If you got to use your mind to heal people constantly, <laughs> jokes would just fucking fall, fly right over your head. But right. if you were Drax, your right. reflexes I, I, were I fast knew, enough, you we were could gonna, catch it. I'm so <laughs> glad we brought that around. Uh, which, by the way, Dave Batista is going to be in Knives Out 2. And Edward Norton is, too. Oh, fuck. What? I mean, He's we got... such a diva. We've, we've got to... What's that? Oh, time count? Hour 30. Hour got, 30, and we've, we've probably got to cut it off here in about yeah, a few 15 minutes. minutes. Anyway. So, I mean, I, I guess we swing it back around to the Snyder Cut. Um, you know, way to go, fans, this one time. Sometimes, right, because, sometimes but even you there, are. There was the whole, and I'm pretty sure it was just a fucking, it was like a prank, like an yeah. April Fool's type joke. But like Marvel was like, oh, we're going to release a six hour version of Endgame. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not. They, no, the fuck you're not. If they finally flesh out the scene where Tony shaved Rocket, I, <laughs> I would gladly take that because they actually have it. He's, it's one of the deleted scenes and, uh, Rocket is mouthing off when they talk about how they had such a hard time beating the Chitari. He's like, the Chitari are the most garbage army in the universe. Yeah. Why didn't you just destroy the mothership? Well, we didn't think about the thing. He goes, oh, you didn't think of the obvious first? And then he starts laughing. Tony Stark comes up behind him with an electric razor and just shaves his head. <laughs> One quick strip down the middle. Oh, by the way, Rocket was based off of James Gunn's pet fucking raccoon. Pet raccoon? He had a pet raccoon. It died. I, I think it was like nine years old or something. I don't know how long raccoons live. Which it was I, old for a raccoon. This is kind of funny. My my grandma, she would occasionally help out with uh, rehabilitating wounded animals, and she happened to she found this baby raccoon on the side of the road recently, and took it like you know cleaned him up, got him to a you know a sanctuary where they can help. Right. rehabilitate the little guy. So she doesn't have him anymore, but she basically kept him safe for a few days. Mm-hmm. And I totally convinced her and the uh, place that took him that they have to call him Rocket. <laughs> so There was a... Uh, yeah. my, my wife was trying to befriend a, a raccoon and she named it Rocket. Um, I was actually thinking about this. So right off the top of my head in the Marvel Universe, I can think of Rocket, Raccoon, Howard the Duck, and um, I blanked out on the dog from the Inhumans, but he's the goodest boy. Aww. Yeah. He's the Inhumans' goodest boy. I just can't. Uh, uh, Grimjaw. Yes, Lockjaw. 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 Grimjaw. Lockjaw. Can't remember. Grimjaw. Lockjaw because yeah. Grimjaw's the Transformer. Got it. Lockjaw, the, the Inhumans' goodest boy. Does DC have like a fluffy character like that? <laughs> Pardon me. Almost immediately said crypto. <laughs> um, it's true though it would be crypto um, but like just like because like when I think of Howard the Duck I think foul mouth duck yeah P.I. basically which still waiting for that movie Marvel you already got Seth Green voicing it coming just fucking give it to me right um, 
But yeah, does DC have like a character like that? Part of me, there's the other part of me that just wanted to go with the bat dog, and I know that one's not right. Well, they kind of got um, Swamp Thing. <laughs> well, you're gonna go Swamp, there. Swamp Thing's their Marvel's fourth character. Man Thing. No, he um, doesn't count though because he's not Swamp Thing. What was the name of the little imp thing from the Teen Titans that was Larry? He was. It was Dick Grayson backwards, but he's like, we'll just call you Larry. He's like, I'm Larry now. <laughs> Wait, Dick backwards would just be kid. Well, it was it was Richard Grayson, oh, Richard. and it was whatever that is backwards. Too long. Yeah, right. So they just called him Larry. I'm Larry now. Um, but yeah, that I think that's probably the closest. But there's no like. Grayson backwards. I just love that. Uh, you know, can I pet your puppy? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> No, uh, yeah. Poor Mantis. <laughs> it, every time they like call Rocket something, like you and that triangle face monkey over there, that uh, can come along too. Yeah. yeah the rabbit is right. Swoo! So, I don't know. Uh, I really have nothing else to add to the Snyder Cut because I didn't watch it more than once. I just watched it the one time. Because, again, it's four hours and 20 minutes long. I may or may not have watched it at least two or three times. Jesus. I, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a downside, or there's, like, a downside to not being able to sleep, but there's also an upside to not being able right, to sleep. Right, you get, you get a lot of shit accomplished when you're not sleeping. I mean, this was, I, I woke up a couple times at, like, five or six in the morning to catch episodes of, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision before work. Oh, God. Like, yeah, we definitely right. have to do Falcon and the Winter Soldier because holy oh, shit. My God, yes. Genesis was in there. tears at the end of that series. Yeah, I know. No, uh, I but, was too. I'm not going to lie. I'm a man. I don't give a fuck. I cried. God damn oh, it. Oh, yeah. The way they did Isaiah Bradley was dirty. Oh, I. And the yeah. way Sam fixed it was just. Which, by the way, tears. I got to say. Soul uh, crushing. What's his name? Carl Lumby? Is the actor's name for Isaiah Bradley? Oh yeah, uh, he's a goddamn genius. Mm-hmm. Like he was amazing. Yeah, I love that that whole the fact like, that that we got an Eli. Yeah, and I know for a fact that this one's not gonna die. It makes me so happy because, as we know, Eli's are the kinnies of the Hollywood mm-hmm. world, and if you see a character named Eli, they're gonna die. But the fact that this one isn't going to die, because he's Patriot. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, I'm pretty happy with that. But, RBG, did you have anything else to add on onto the Snyder Cut? We kind of talked back and forth and over it and around it and uh, back and forth to Marvel and DC and Star Wars, I think, even came up once or twice. Yeah, because I was actually going to start a flame war by uh, going ahead and saying that Congratulations to the fans for getting it right with the Snyder Cut, but uh, also congratulations, fans, for the uh, sequel trilogy for Star Wars because you got what you fucking wanted, didn't you? See, we won't get into this now. I was say, because Episode 9 was pure fan service, so you're welcome. Episode 9 was, I have reversed my stance on 8. I am now okay with 8. Because 9 was a travesty to me. I need to watch it again. I've only seen it like once or twice. I've, I've watched it three times now, and I still can't. It's just because it's so fan servicey that it just pisses me off. It's 
like, I didn't care that Snoke was dead. I really didn't. Right. Like, he was never meant to be a big bad. He really no. wasn't. No. Because it was always going to be Kylo. I feel it was a waste of Andy Serkis. Oh, 100%. Hollywood has a history of wasting Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis is directing his Venom. I know. Venom 2, the trailer's out, folks. Watch it. Oh, yes. Andy Serkis directed it. And probably does all the mocap for even the salt shakers on the table. Who knows? Woody Harrelson is carnage. Woody Harrelson is carnage. I'm going to say it again. Woody fucking Harrelson is carnage. This should be, should be epic. Yep. (laughs) And I got to give I would love to see... I gotta give a little bit of credit here as well to Marvel making certain people uh, being able to you know, eat crow here lately. And I mean one person in particular. Who? Ethan Hawke. Okay, what did Ethan Hawke say? Uh, Ethan Hawke came out and he's not a huge fan of comic book movies. Like, he's oh, more yeah. of the prestige movie kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, okay. the artsy kind of stuff. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. I understand his, his comments were like, He's like, I enjoyed Logan, but it wasn't, like, this amazing film. And I'm, Fuck him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, he, like, it's one of those, he said he liked it, but now he's in Moon Knight. Yes. As the villain. So, Fuck yes, him. I gotta say, that's a little bit Eaton Crow, maybe. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, and not knowing, no however, more than Kit Harrington. However, I do have to add in that... Uh, I can't wait to see him in it because that motherfucker never turns in a bad performance either. So yeah, yeah Ethan Hawke, you, you win. He can't you're play gonna, a Cajun to save his life. You're gonna no, because that Magnificent Seven, he was no fucking Cajun. No. <laughs> like I was pissed off. I was like, "That's your best Cajun, really? That's your best Cajun? Fucking Van Damme did a better Cajun than that." Ouch. Not everybody can be Cajun, no, man. You know that. You're right. Yeah, I, and I'm, uh, I get salty because it's part of my heritage. I, so I I'm heard, salty. I heard somebody say that the uh, Raiden in the first Mortal Kombat movie was better than this one, and I'm like, you realize it was Christopher Lambert, right? Like, right, right. the the Highlander, right, right. The the one who will forever stand out to me is the I want you to fight in my Mortal Kombat tournaments. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't unhear that. And at least this dude was actually. I liked, I liked Raiden. This movie, we're going to have to do this movie. Yeah, Because, damn it, it was good. It really was. I actually almost hit somebody yesterday because they said the original was bad. Mm. And I was just like, the second one was awful. You better shut your goddamn mouth about the original because it is still, to this day, one of the best video game to movie adaptations ever. 100% true on that one. And, I and I'm pretty it. sure Sonic took the lead on that just because, damn it, Sonic was so fucking good. You know, and thank you, Jim Carrey, for actually, I was going to say taking it seriously. Not taking it seriously. Yeah, but, you know, taking it seriously, being hammy as fuck. Like, being Jim Carrey. Yes. Thank you, Jim Carrey, for being Jim Carrey. (laughs) And showing us what a proper twirly mustached Robotnik would look like at the end of that movie. Oh, yeah. So... But I think, I, I, I don't think know, we've, we've veered off long enough, I yeah. think we can call it. Not to mention, this is the first one, literally, that we've been able to do in yeah. months, just because of scheduling conflicts. I, yes. 
I, I do have to end it off by saying I have criticized Zack Snyder's past movies enough on right. this podcast, but it's one of those, like, he's just, we admit it at the beginning, he's just, it's spotty. However, I am looking forward to seeing what happens with him a lot more now as he actually gets to live his vision for stuff. Right. Like, Army of the Dead, apparently Netflix was like, I don't fucking do what you want. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, Snyder... Not everything has to be a green screen. Let's yes. see some real-world shit. I know you can do it. And I've seen you do it before. There doesn't also need to be a whole lot of slow-mo. And uh, is it Andy Muschietti who's doing the Flash movie? I don't remember. Please, dear, please, dear God, whoever is directing that, tell Ezra Miller that he doesn't have to run like he's throwing Frisbees or carrying Right, that was something water. we didn't get into, was the, the fucking weird... Ugh. Like, like he's literally like throwing knives or frisbees. He's just, it's I like, get that he's running, you know, but okay. like, why are you flipping your wrist like that? See, and you're like, just fucking run. Yeah, no, no runner in history would do that. Like, especially if you're supposed to be the fastest thing ever. You know, right. like, the, it looks like he's playing ring toss on a treadmill. <laughs> and, it does. And I can't... practicing signing autographs while running away from a crowd, you know? Yeah, the worst, uh, the worst part of that was like, I, I used to be a runner, so when I'm watching this, it just hurts. hurts. <laughs> and I wasn't even a good one, necessarily. Like, right. I had some good times. I clocked in some good stuff. I can run, or, sorry, I can't anymore. I used to be able to run a sub-five-minute mile. Oh, damn. I've never been able to run a five-minute mile. It, I it's, bet. Yeah. I could skate a five-minute mile, but I can't run a five-minute mile. See, I don't think I can. I picked up a skateboard for the first time in years the other day. I was sore for a couple of days after because I did eat it. Yeah. But, God damn it, uh, Michaela and I had a blast. But, yeah, there's there's that part of me that's just like you should never look like you're trying to use your arms to get extra forward momentum by just throwing them out like you're playing ring toss on a treadmill. Right? I don't know. So Maybe I, they'll, uh, they'll fix it. Although I still maintain that at least in terms of leg movement, they still do fast stuff better than Marvel. Yes, yes they do. Yep. Uh, well, with the exception, I love Quicksilver. Yeah, well, okay, we're, we're talking about the Fox movies, right? Well, even actually Age of Ultron, they still did it right. They, it was more True Blood style where they zip in, zip out real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I agree with that, actually. So Joss Whedon did that good. Right, yeah. yeah. I kind of though... don't want to give him any credit. I mean, in all but, honesty, Age of Ultron was a pretty weak entry. Was that Wheaton? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That was, the, that was, was the last one he did. Was the weakest entry. Yeah. Uh, Wheaton, and in fact, it was so weak, they had to strengthen it by doing an entire series that fixes it. So... <laughs> what would that be? Yeah, no. The, did we, we did one. Of yeah, we right? did. Okay. It was before the final episode aired. And, uh, yeah, I, my my prediction on that episode came true. I ugly cried uh, quite a bit in that final episode. Like, I've been seeing some stuff here lately where it's been, like, the the intros to the WandaVision. I guess it was supposed to be Strange trying to get through to Wanda. Uh, That's why it was, like, a couple of them were like, Wanda, 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 Wanda. Huh. It was like, it just kept focusing on the word Wanda. And it was supposed to be strange. He was absolutely supposed to show up in it. 
And it was supposed to be strange trying to reach Wanda, but not being able to break through. Uh, how much you want to bet he mouths off to her in the new series a lot? Or not the new series, but the new, I mean, movie. The new movie a oh, lot. Yeah. Like Until she fucks with him. Until yeah. she fucking hit, like, she'll yeah. fuck him up. Oh, she will. But I could fully expect to hear him say something just like, don't worry, I know the solution to this. And he's like, oh, Dick Van Dyke? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... All right, we have to get, so right, I guess we yeah. can wind it down. If I mean, you got no, I'm, going. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with winding it down because we're, we're about clocking in about the normal. And about two hours. Yeah, we've veered in uh, enough random territory, I believe, for one evening. Right, just long enough that if you smoke pot or drink that you could probably understand this, but probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Uh, if you're a super nerd, you probably understand this, but and, probably not. And the best part of it is, too, is that none of us were doing any of the things he just mentioned, and we still went this far off. Right? We just do this naturally, because when you get three nerds together, we're I, all nerds, so yeah. we just nerd out. Uh, all, all, this, all this nerdy level of knowledge was accumulated by performing an ancient ritual around a pocket protector. Uh, uh, Combined with uh, plastic sheets and backing boarding from comic books, uh, (laughs) plastic cases for cards, comic cards and magic cards and Pokemon cards. Yeah. This this information was brought to you by a bunch of fucking nerds. A couple of extra energy cards from old Magic the Gathering, old Magic the Gathering decks that we have, right, um, just floating around, right, that we use to bolster our own power. Oh, I got one last clip. If you guys really want to watch a DC Justice League done by um, Josh Whedon, check out The Nevers on HBO Max. Oh, that's right. I still haven't watched any of that yet. Neither have I. I have HBO Max, though, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean. I had to so I could watch stuff. I, I, had, to I had to so I could watch Mortal Kombat and then The Suicide Squad. We should when it probably. Comes out. And Dune. Yes. Oh, my God. Dune comes out in October. Oh, oh I'm so happy for that. Right, um, we got to do a Godzilla Kong movie, uh, Kong episode too. Yeah, we. Do. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about the Godzilla movie. That, that has to be Godzilla done. Kong because apparently Kong's a pussy until he gets an axe. Right. So, I, I, I was very upset because I was kind of on Kong's side until I watched it, and I was like, Kong, the fuck's wrong with you, man? I mean, I mean, atomic lightning breath or atomic fire breath, I guess, is yeah. kind of hard to beat. And I'm, but. I'm still, I'm still Team Godzilla. You know, I'm all about the kaiju. Oh, yeah, kaiju and also nuclear metaphors, so I All like right. it, you know. <laughs> uh. All right, uh, well, guys, uh, this is Right in the Nerds. Thank you, fan, for listening. Um, I know there's got to be more than one of you because we've hit all six countries. Or continents, or, yes. not countries. There's like 200 and something countries. You know what, there's scientists on Antarctica. They can pick up a slack. Fuck yeah, em. fuck them. Yeah. We need seven. Come on, Antarctica scientists, you assholes. That's, I'm just going to download the app and if I can pick up, and take a trip down to Antarctica. If I can pick up a Wi-Fi signal, I'm just going to download one from there. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kegger. And I am Cody. Ravy G. We miss you, Ravy G. We do. I know. Aw, oh, dude. Hey, this is awesome. I've enjoyed Yes, it's been great. We'll have to do this again Sunday. Yeah, and whenever <laughs> whenever the rest of the family gets out there, we'll have to have Micah give us the old peace out. Oh, yeah, peace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. missed the peace. That was good. That was kind of like our unofficial out. Oh, yeah. So, all right. This is Right in the Nerds. You guys follow us, like, and review us, and whatever you get your podcast from. Um, 
I say that, but I know we're only on like a couple of distributors. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hit us up on the social medias. I don't social media anymore. I do TikTok. Uh, Cody, your social media, RBG, if you social media. Um, I, I did. I did start an Instagram account for us the other day, and nice. nothing is on it. Like, I will just, send you some pictures of stuff. It's, like, lang- it's languishing. So I well, I was going to send you the, the logo I've been working on for Oh, her. yeah. So I'll just send that to you, and you can throw that up on there. That works for At me. least we'll have something. Uh, maybe some, like, Comic-Con pictures, because I've actually got Comic-Con pictures with you in them. So, oh, that's right. But, all right, guys, we got to get out of here, because i got to go pick up my wife. So you guys have a good night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Later, folks. Yeah. There we go. <laughs>